T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Time now for Ken and Curtis with Ken Laird and Chris Curtis on WEEI. Welcome to the Ken and Curtis Show. No Curtis today, yet another vacation day for Curtis. He is off in Florida. He is bailed. He'll be back on Monday with the Great Hill Morning Show. I'm Ken Laird. I'm in Curtis's chair. Everything is all everything is all turned around today, including uh, the topics on the board, because Kyrie Thompson is here, our Patriots beat reporter, but the Patriots have been just smothered this week. Kyrie. Oh, yeah. No, we, we do not care about football anymore. There's, uh, you know, Celtics head coach jumping ship, Kyrie Irving being a weirdo part 87 <laughs> and now we've got boston bruins doing what a lot of sports franchises do not caring about optics well this i mean yes that's i guess true it, i mean it goes further than this may be the worst signing in boston sports history i was trying to think of a worse one i mean i suppose i could be overreacting to that it's just a minor league player at the moment but the reaction yesterday is is strong and fierce it's mostly one-sided not all one-sided as the text line uh, will tell you but um the Mitchell Miller signing for a fourth-round draft pick, who may have been higher if, uh, uh, obviously, he didn't have a checkered past, a a, uh, a past that you know illustrates. We'll get into obviously the details have been flying here for the last twenty-four hours. Um, he's a talent, and that's obviously why they signed him. They're taking a major chance, and I, I want to like um, move the conversation forward a little bit, Kyrie, because it's it's so one-sided. I just I'm curious to see from a first standpoint, how this plays out over the weekend in the next yeah. week. You've already got Bruins players in Canada in the hockey hotbed forced to react to the signing. So it just, it didn't seem like, I know Don Sweeney said they, you know, he tried to frame it as if they've done their homework for a year or at least two weeks in spending times with the player. But from put everything else aside, just the timing of the signing on the Friday before they go to Toronto, where the players are exposed to this, you're in locker rooms all the time. This has got to be a bizarre fracture for the Bruins organization at the NHL level right now. You know what's interesting? Um, I wrote about this when it happened, but the Monday night football game a couple of, you know, last week, just over a week ago, and the jarring nature of seeing Bailey Zappi being the first to the podium to explain what in the world just happened with Mac Jones getting benched after three series. The Bears game. Yeah, yeah, for, for the Bears game on Monday Night Football. And for him to be up there and how awkward it was, and he clearly it was doing the best he could. 
But I, I felt did like... Did Mac talk that night, by the way, or no? He did, but late, late at yeah. night. And, and and Bill Belichick was like the fourth person to show up at the podium or something like that. And it just felt like, where where's the leadership right now? Like, why why is your rookie quarterback the first <laughs> one to be answering for all this weirdness? And And that's what it makes me think of. The fact that you've got players now that are being forced to speak on something that, that, I mean, it sounds like Patrice Bergeron, you know, suggested they were consulted on or that they had some knowledge of before it happened and mm-hmm. they, they gave their input. But then, I mean, this has nothing to do with, with their game right now. Right. It's like that's taking away from their focus on what is happening on the ice to answer for this guy who's not even with them right now. After an historic start, so that's the other obvious, like, perplexing situation. You've got a team that is rolling right now. Why, under any circumstances, would you jeopardize that by bringing in a controversial signing when you're 10-1 and one through 11 games, 20 points and 6 points clear of the Sabres' closest team in the Atlantic Division? But, yeah, here's Bergeron, and he's on Sportsnet, and, of course, they're up there, so it's just everything is hockey. And the reaction to the Bruins signing Mitchell Miller uh, is f- filtering out of the players. Here's what Bergeron said. I was on the fence. I think, like I, I think as a person, but also as a team, I think we uh, we stand for you know integrity and um, and inclusion and, and 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 diversity, obviously. So uh, that was the first thing that I guess uh, came out of my mouth was, um, you know, it goes against a little bit of what we are as a as a culture and as a team, and for me as a person. I've been told lately that uh, he's working hard to to, to make uh, some changes um, to hopefully make those uh, uh, those bad decisions in the past uh, help others to um, to not do that. And and for me, I think it's um, the work is on him. I, I guess that you know the thing I keep coming back to is so Sweeney talked yesterday about the apology to the parent. Like, if they if they had done this differently, Kyrie, if the Bruins had really done due diligence and greased the skids for multiple weeks and had the player, Mitchell Miller, sit down with Isaiah Meyer Carruthers, the kid that he abused, on record abused for multiple years, going back to junior high, if they had had a legitimate multi-month apology conversation where it was like, you know, maybe, maybe. But in this case, it's like it wasn't even close. He DM'd him on Instagram, and it was obviously only at the behest of the Bruins, you know, just to do so to fire off an apology because, oh, yeah, we're going to sign you in two weeks. It's just, it is so head-scratching. I mean, the thing is, it's not, though. If we're going to be completely honest, teams and, and organizations do this all the time. They say that they they've done all this research into somebody's background and character, but really what it amounts to is, look, okay, you're a really good player. You've, you know, done X, Y, Z in the past. Uh, have you done baseline X thing to for us to be able to feel like, okay, look, he apologized. He, he's doing the work on the side or whatever. But in the end, do they really care as long as it's not going to be a problem for their optics or their performance? But that's what in I mean. They sector. had to know it was going to be a problem for their optics. How could you be blind to this, that this was going to be the I'm, reaction? I'm, I'm sure they probably did realize it was going to be a problem. But like with many other things, like, for example, like I'm thinking about Deshaun Watson here. Right. The fact that 
eventually, oh, it's all going to blow over, right? Once we get him in there and, you know, as long as he doesn't abuse anybody else or more bad things don't come out about him, yeah, people will keep talking about it, but the amount of people will will dwindle and dwindle and dwindle until eventually the people making snide remarks and writing about it in the paper or talking about it on sports radio is going to eventually become something we can just tune out. Like, like to yeah. me, that that's that's what it is. Let's... Yeah, it's controversial now. We'll deal with the heat. We'll say he did X, Y, Z. You got Bergeron already being like, oh, yeah, I've been told he's going out there. to, you know, He's making changes to do the work. And to me, like I'm looking at the things that he said and did, and I'm like, okay, you could say, oh, yeah, that's a 14-year-old kid, but I don't know. That, that's not a mistake in the past to me. That's just not good. So to, to me, I'm looking at it like you could just totally sign somebody who's not a jerk. <laughs> Why do we do this? Well, you, you, you act like we can't find somebody else, somebody talented, somebody else who could fit your organization. That's not a piece. Well, I, I think it, it speaks to the Bruins' desperation to build talent at the at the minor league level. And Don Sweeney's under some pressure, obviously, to produce uh, and make up for some, some poor drafting because this kid is obviously a talent. He was the USHL Player of the Year for whatever that's worth. So I, I think you're right. They just decided, okay, this is going to die down, and we're going to have a good player on our hands who yeah. can help us in the future. But the optics now are, are obviously horrible. It's going to disrupt the current NHL team. He's going to go to Providence. It's going to be a story there for multiple mm-hmm. months. And then at some point, theoretically, they'd call him up, and you would inject that in the heart of a cup run into the into the pro locker room. I it just... is just it is stunning. I I just it makes you think that either Sweeney and Neely are in a bubble that they don't quite see out from, or the NHL as a whole is just not. But then again, you bring up a lot of good points about Watson and, and players in other sports. I mean, not to compare every incident because they're yeah. all different. Every every incident deserves its, right. you know, its different approach and thought for it. But the NHL, again, seems like they've set themselves back here. Yeah, and you know what? I think that... And, and and you mentioned, right, you can't compare everything apples to apples between sports, yep. but... You've got the NBA dealing with its Kyrie Irving situation and, and all of these other situations. You've got you know, the, the NFL dealing with you know, Deshaun Watson and, you know, like Britt Reed and just like all, all of these different people that have flaws, you know, slash have done terrible things or maybe just straight up bad people. Mm-hmm. But in the end, the currency, the bottom line is is winning. And if you win and, and, and if you win and if people are watching and buying the merchandise, and, and making sure the revenue is flowing, why would anybody care? Why would anybody care enough to do something different? And, and so I, I feel like that's, that's always the thing that sticks in my mind, perhaps cynically, is that, look, the, and, and, and the other thing that, that gets But there me, is a point, right? There is a... There, there has to be. There is a point of sponsors start bailing, fans start, not, yeah. as you say, not watching... It affects the bottom line. There is a backlash yeah. enough where the owners have to step in and say, yeah. we are not doing this. And I think part of the issue here is that you're doing this over Mitchell Miller, who's yeah. like nobody right now in terms of the NHL. So, I mean, you could say, oh, yeah, the backlash is going to be horrible. But for the most part, like, I don't know, is a sponsor going to bail because they signed some 18-year-old kid who did some you know, racist, ableist, really horrible stuff? Uh, I mean, probably not. If we're going to be honest, because they're going to, they're probably going to look at that and be like, "Ah, oh, he was just a kid. Kids learn, or something like that, right?" And, and so it's, it's simultaneously easy for us to look at that and be like, "That's terrible," but also 
easy, quote unquote, for somebody to look at that and be like, is that really worth us getting that mad about where we're going to pull a bunch of money and, and ads and revenue out of this thing? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, maybe if he stays in the minors for a long time, you're right, it goes away, quote unquote, from a major sponsor level you know, fan yeah. attention because, you know, fans are not paying attention to Mitchell Miller's progress in the in the AHL for a lot of years. And then he comes, but then when he comes but up to the NHL, up, it's going to be another thing. It will be a thing again. But you're right. You look at the Miami Dolphins. Tyreek Hill is thriving. He's, yeah. uh, you know, have people forgotten down there? Probably. He's playing pretty well. Uh, Dolphins might go to a Super Bowl. I mean, he's been, at, you know, in Super Bowls already, so that's already passed. But again, comparing, uh, you know, one situation to another. In this case, this is a... Um, Mitchell Miller, another teenager, charged with assault and violating the Ohio Safe School Acts in February 2016. At that time, they were accused of making this boy, Isaiah Meyer Carruthers, eat candy that had been placed in a urinal. Other accounts in a police report indicate the boys urinated on the candy before giving it to him. Miller and the other teen then punched and pushed him, according to police reports at the time. Reports also say Miller lied to school officials about his involvement at the time. The boy, the uh, Meyer Carruthers uh, kid, had the mental ability of a 10-year-old, according to his mother. Mitchell Miller and the other boy were uh, admitted to the misdemeanors. They were sentenced to community service. They were ordered to write an apology through the court system and to participate in counseling and pay court costs. The mother said the other boy broke down in tears while personally apologizing, but the hockey player, Mitchell Miller, had never personally apologized other than the court-mandated letter. And she says one of the other key reasons they admitted pardon me, to to the crime, to the crime in the first place, to avoid a trial because it was caught on surveillance camera and it would have been shown in court. And the video was reportedly pretty brutal, including um, of pushing this kid's head, smashing this kid's head against a wall, among other Mm -hmm. incidents, in February of 2016. Mm -hmm. And, you know, over a period of time. So it's amazing. And then you fast forward to, okay, he gets drafted. He gets dropped because the backlash is, is overwhelming when the Coyotes do. So a couple years later, the Bruins take a chance on him. But then you've got the mother talking to WBZ last night and saying, here's how uh, uh, Miller reached out. So you did have contact with his mother, but not with Mitchell Miller himself. No. And then about a week and a half ago, Mitchell reached out to our son on Instagram to tell him that he was sorry and that it most definitely wasn't hockey-related why he had, was telling him that he was sorry. So that, again, is just, like, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, So the Bruins just said, oh, fire off a DM. Just apologize on Instagram. It was most definitely not hockey-related. Right. It has nothing to do with the fact that, you know, I might end up on an NHL team and they want me to do this. Just yep. like uh, Jalen Rose, uh, you know, talking about the, you know, why don't we know the the identity of the, uh, you know, of, of the other half of the E-May scandal and then him showing up on ESPN moments later, like during a commercial break, doing an apology. Oh, it had nothing to do with what I, with, you know, basketball or, or my standing with ESPN. Nothing at all. Yeah, a few, uh, f- a few weeks ago, he reaches out after it's heating up with the Bruins that he might get signed. Wonder why. All right. So the obvious question is what are the Bruins doing? 617 779 7937. Kenny Curtis without Curtis today. Kyrie Thompson sitting in for a few hours. You stand for the whole show or just to 11? I think till 11. To 11. And then Andy Hart is coming in. And Andy will be here for four hours from 11 to 1, uh, and, uh, and then 1 to 3 with Fitzy. Uh, at some point, we will get a little Colts talk in. It has been covered up, but there is still an important game for the Pats, and Kyrie has been on the beat all week, although, as you pointed out, it's been covered up for a lot of uh, uh, a lot of other drama-filled stories in sports. 
Uh, Celtics did get a win last night. Nick LaPan is here with Trending with some details on that and some other things going on this weekend. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Curtis show here on EEI until one. Andy Hart joins me at 11. Kyrie Thompson here right now, our Patriots beat reporter for WEI.com. And your boss, Scott McLaughlin, who is all things Bruins for the website and uh, the skate pod and soon to be Sunday skate again, will join us at 945 this morning to, to comment, to weigh in on this Mitchell Miller signing by the Bruins. Uh, how is life now that Bradford, Bradford is uh, no longer your boss? It's Scott McLaughlin. Is that... Is that a good change for yeah, you? Bra- yeah, Bradfo, my guy. Your guy Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> I know. National Baseball Podcast now. Seriously. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, yeah, baseball isn't boring. Mm-hmm, right. I mean, uh, but, but I mean, I mean, Scott's great. I mean, like I, I you know, chat with him plenty, you know, hang out on the Slack channel. Um, he's always bugging me about uh, like, hey, you kind of did this like one thing wrong on your article. Like, ah, no, <laughs> See, that, that's the thing. It's like I'm I'm a major he's a gentle hammers. Oh, he yeah. Is. Oh, no, he's, he's, he's great at that, because for me, especially I kind of need that because I am a major perfectionist. So when I mess something up, like I start like like hyperventilating, breaking out in a cold sweat. I'll be like out with my family and somebody be like, yeah, you misspelled something on your article. And I'm just like, I got to get back home. I got to fix it. <laughs> You know, so so Scott's just like it's it's cool. I got it. I fixed it, or like I put this link in there. It's all good. Now I'm just like, oh, no. Well, Scott will join us at nine forty five, and he's he was on the Zoom yesterday with the Don Sweeney, the Bruins general manager, about the Mitchell Miller signing. And I'm curious if Scott has any intel about where this is going next. Yeah, you know, will they stick with this signing? Are they going to ride this out? Will they overthink it, rethink it? Yesterday, Don Sweeney repeatedly second guessed himself in his own press conference. <laughs> When he got roped into this, here's some of that. Personally, this has been a struggle um, as to what is right and what is wrong. And I don't, I can't, you know, categorically tell you this is the absolute right decision. Um, this is an opportunity that we're providing for a young man that uh, is going to work uh, to continue to earn trust and respect, as each and every one of us do we, every day. As I said, my own personal judgment on this um, wasn't the final 
say. Uh, it was just part of the equation. But having spent time with him and, and having a clear understanding of, I think, the, the direction that he would like to take his life in, I felt that if other teams that were going to be willing to give, um, and I'm not going to speak for other teams, if they were willing to give him a chance, I think we all have to look in the mirror and say, why wouldn't we be willing to give him a chance? Um, I've also come to the understanding that I don't, I don't think forgiveness is part of this. Because if it had happened to one of my own children, I can't categorically say that I would have. But I also would applaud somebody that if you're willing to welcome somebody back into uh, for a second chance, then you got you got to walk that walk. So, you know, and on the text line, I think the, the only counter argument possible, Kyrie, is that, OK, give him a chance. He may end up redeeming himself, be a spokesperson for this kid for bullying. I get all that, but it's just the time for that was in the weeks leading up to the signing, at least a start of that. It's just very disingenuous to say we vetted this properly, and then you find out from the mother of the kid that he abused, yeah, he sent a an Instagram DM 10 days ago. So no matter what he does from now going forward, it will feel like it's all just to keep a job here. Yeah, and you know what? To me, I'm listening to that, and my first thought was – if you're really wrestling with it that hard, is it the right move? Right. Well, like, right. Like, like if it's causing you that much mental anguish, like I feel like that tells you a lot. Look, and this is the part that is difficult for me because I try not to throw people out with the bathwater. You're a second chance guy generally? Look, I, I, it's complicated for me because especially in this particular case because I'm looking at it from – this kid, you know, Isaiah, being a 14-year-old, being, you know, abused. I mean, obviously, like, he's, you know, developmentally behind. That's something yep. that you can read in the articles. But, I mean, he's black being called the N-word. Right. I was that age, be, you know, being black, being called the N-word. And I'm looking at it like, why would I forgive that kid? Right. You know, at the same time, it's like, and, and to me, I don't care that he was 14. I see a lot of people say, hey, he was 14 years old. And, I mean, like, let, let bygones be bygones there. It's like, being 14... That's old enough for you to know that you shouldn't be doing that. Like, like I'm, I'm sorry. Like, like there's, there's no. You're, you're 14 years old. You're about to be a high schooler. You mean to tell me that you don't know that what, what you did was wrong? That it was abusive? That you hurt somebody? You know. So, so to me, I don't really want to hear that he was 14. At the same time, there is this part of me that looks at it and is like, you know what? Okay, you should to an extent, give people chances to prove that they can be better than what they've shown. And to say, okay, that was four years ago. Have you become better since then? But mm -hmm. to your point, <laughs> how, how, do we have any evidence of that, any evidence that you feel badly about it, aside from the fact that, oh, I, I, I'm about to, you know, so, somebody wants to bring me into the NHL, so, uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and say sorry now. So, so I'm I'm very skeptical of that. I'm kind of being pulled in in you know one way or another because I don't feel like well, you right. should always hold things against people forever. But that is tough. Of course, like if he had come in and had been spending the la better part of two years with Isaiah Meyer Carruthers and started an outreach for a anti-bullying campaign, or I don't know, you know, I'm just trying to I'm something along those lines. Then I think you can be sold on it. But here's more of. Isaiah's mother with WBZ last night and uh, talking about, uh, you know, the letter that he had to, he was forced to write uh, to apologize. Has Mitchell ever apologized to your family? 
No, Mitchell had to do a court-mandated letter, um, which as a juvenile, the family never gets the letter. But the magistrate, when it when it happened, made it clear that he didn't feel Mitchell had any remorse either. Now, the other boy that was involved in it came to our house and apologized. So, that you know, and that's obviously a couple years ago, but then she continues talking about the way the Bruins are even framing it, and they did, Sweeney did, as just a, one to, a one-off. This was an incident, a singular incident, which we know it was more than that. So, referring to it as a mistake... Um, he's hearing from Mitchell. He's never reached out to my son. He never reached out to us. Um, so for somebody to refer to it as a mistake, what my son endured, is infuriating. It's a lot of mistakes. <laughs> they, some might call that a pattern. I mean, God. Do you think? That, do you really think now, so we've, you've heard Sports Talk Radio and the reaction. It's leading the local news. Will the Bruins ride this out, or are they going to pull the plug on this? What's your prediction? I mean, I... Well, my prediction is that if they've they've gone through this process already, they must have known that this was going to happen. So I, yeah, I don't my, think so. my 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 they, thought they knew this was this was going to be the reaction, and they still went ahead with it. That is stunning. I mean, I I personally do think they are going to write it out. Um, though I I'll, I'll say this: there's that possibility that okay, maybe if he's not performing up to standards or whatever in the minors, like if he's eh, not scoring enough, then they'll yeah yeah yeah, then, then they'll get rid of him because <laughs> in the end, that's what it was always about. Yeah. It's a good puck-moving defenseman. Uh, he is in Providence now. <laughs> Let's go to Steve in Framingham first up today on Ken and Curtis. Hi, Steve. Hey, how are you guys? All right, what's going on, on sir? I, I, you know, I've been listening here. I just, it's, I really feel like we can't never, we, we can never give someone a second chance, especially when they make a mistake at 14 years old. And I know you were just talking about the fact that, hey, kids are old enough to know, you know, know better than, sure, they, they might be, you know, old enough to know better, but at 14 years old, you still make stupid mistakes. We're basically saying that this guy could never get a job or do anything in his life ever again. No one should ever hire him because of something that happened when he was 14. No, but I think there's a difference between getting another another job somewhere in society and the privilege of playing in the National Hockey League. Wouldn't you say there's a difference there, Steve? No, I don't. It's a profession. You know, I mean, he's again, it's it's saying the same thing. I mean, we've all we've all gone through struggles. You know, Chris, you talk about your struggles in life. You're not and they can be personal. They they hurt other people. But, you know, again, that was when you were an adult. So, you know, you know, I just feel like you know this this kid was 14. And I, I and again, I understand what he did was completely disgusting. Like there's nothing that could ever take that away. But as a 14-year-old, honestly, you know, at some point, some kid's got to get a second chance. Okay, thanks for the call, Steve. Yeah, Curtis, I mean, by the way, not here today. Yeah, I mean, he can get a second chance to do other things. I mean, look, and, and, and that's not just us saying that. Teams took him off their draft boards, okay, because, yep. because they didn't want to be in, whether it was because they didn't want to be involved with the media circus or they didn't think he was personally a good fit for their organization. Oh, so, it was well known that uh, Bradford uh, – I was talking to Rob yesterday, and he said, per a hockey source of his, he was going to be a, a high pick. I don't know about a first-round pick, but a high pick, and everybody knew this incident. And as you say, a lot of teams just said, we're not touching him. Yeah. He's, he's off the draft board. Yeah, and you know what? That happens in, in other sports all the time. This isn't a new thing, all right? Um, I guess the, and the other thing is, and, and, and I understand, right, the – the idea of wanting to give people second chances. I just talked about this, but this is a pattern. This was not a mistake. This was a pattern of behavior, a pattern of abusive behavior. And the thing is, if you're going to look at, at, at that and say, okay, if you did this one mistake, this one time, like 
And people, and people are saying things like, oh, yeah, what were you doing when you were 14? Probably the biggest mistake I made when I was 14 was flagrantly fouling a kid during a basketball game and giving myself a concussion because I was pissed off. It's like... Was it a good, a good, good hard foul? It was, it was... Elbow to the head? No, it was not an elbow to a head. Did you uh, apologize? It, Did you write a letter? Um, I was knocked out, so no. Oh. Um, oh. But, but I Double mean, knockout. But, but, I did, but I did see the kid later on, and I was like, yeah, I'm sorry, man. That was not cool. Uh, should, not, should not have done that. He didn't get hurt. I was the one who got hurt. I bashed my head on the parquet. But, uh, again, like I, I just feel like we shouldn't just be like, oh, yeah, what did you do when you were 14? It's like, well, you know what I didn't do was abuse a black disabled kid. Yeah, so well, so why so I don't understand why we're doing this. But again, it's the even the behavior since he was drafted and then released. Nothing. There was no we. There's zero. No evidence of any remorse or reach out or work. And and, and we if, have ten days ago he sent an Instagram DM. Yeah, and and again, when you're talking about mistake versus pattern, a singular mistake, you could look at that and 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 say, okay, you know what? All right, fine. You know, this is one mistake. Go ahead, own up for it. This was a pattern of behavior. And when it comes to patterns of behavior, especially patterns of abusive and racist behavior, when you're again, when you're 14 years old, when you should know better, okay, look, yes, you 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 can get opportunities in society to prove that you deserve better, but an organization is going to make thousands, you know, millions of dollars in investment in you, then I feel like they should you know, look at a person who's a little bit more well-adjusted than that. Let's go to Donald in Uxbridge. Hi, Donald. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with something that Bunny has just said, that he does deserve a second chance, but not in, in the National Hockey League where he's going to make millions of dollars. He should be working at Target or, or Walmart. He could still work and make a living, but yep. to be for the Bruins to hire this guy, I, I, I don't get it. I mean, they're, they're a great team right now. Right. What the heck are they doing? Yeah, no one's asking. Yeah, thank you so much, Donald. Nobody's asking this brother to be homeless, <laughs> you know, or just, like, be on the street. Nobody's yeah. saying. Or is he? He was thriving in the USHL. I don't know what they make down there, but, you know, like yeah. 40 goals or something. Ridiculous for a defenseman. Yeah, I don't know. But. I- Fine, have a great minor league career, you know? That doesn't mean the Bruins need to sign them when they're 10-1. and 1. No, they don't. And, and, I mean, again, this is the part that we haven't talked about as much because we've been talking about the incident, right? You mentioned it at the top of the show. The fact that you're now injecting this into a team that is rolling, yeah. that, that is playing probably better than any of us thought that they were going to play when we're talking about, yeah, like their cup, their cup window is kind of behind them. Yeah. And I, I, don't, I don't really know that we should be expecting a whole lot. They come in 10-1 and 1 and you're going to go ahead and mess around with this? Again, Add talent. And you're injecting it, obviously, into the backdrop of Boston sports and the racial issues that have occurred or allegedly occurred or not occurred or national pundits have reacted to over the last five years. Yep. It's it's It just brings everything back to the – I mean, when he gets called up, assuming, you know, it's yeah. going to bring all that back up again. Unless, you know, he doesn't score enough goals and then they say, eh, you know, uh, uh, quietly cut him and act like that wasn't a big deal. Let's go to Alex in Holliston. Hi, Alex. Hi. Yeah, I um, I think the racial side of it, on top of him being disabled, just, like, that separates him from other, like, horrible things that other people have done. But also, in terms of giving him a second chance, he was 14, and people do make mistakes, and they do change since then. But he has not shown any kind of remorse until 10 days ago, which was driven by him being um, basically being signed into the National Hockey League. Like, he has shown no remorse. He has not apologized. Um, when he talked to other teams and other people about it, he was defending himself. And I just think 
this is an atrocious signing. And me being a lifelong Bruins fan, I can't support this, and I can't, I can't watch this team, and I cannot, I can't buy tickets. I can't go see them until this kid's contract is gone. Wow! So you will stop watching because of this? Oh yeah, this is this is bad. Like, I I've always had a soft spot for like mentally challenged and disabled people, um, and I, I hate racism. And this kid checks off all those boxes. And he is not apologetic. He does not care. And if it weren't for the National Hockey League, I, I and like if the courts didn't step in or police didn't step in, I don't think there's anything to say that he would have stopped. Yeah. Thanks, Alex. Man, I, that, I just, that's kind of messed up when you say it like that. It's just like, yeah, this guy checks all the bad boxes. Like, ooh, he kind of does, doesn't he? <laughs> I mean, what what is the previous worst signing in Boston? Is it Albert Hainsworth? Or I mean, on field and like high money contracts, there are others. But in terms of see, see, because Antonio Brown, he at, at yeah, that point yeah. when he when he got signed by wait when he got signed by the Patriots had had the sexual assault stuff come out or was that like right when he got signed? And then in the week in, after that, because Great I want to say... I, I can't remember. I think it was out there. I, I think, think it was the text came out the week after the Dolphins came. Well, that was a separate incident. I yeah, think yeah, that was, a, that was a separate thing. So, you know what? Yeah, I think, I think the assault stuff was out there when he was signed because it was like the borderline between him. Oh, he's just a crazy person. Oh, we can deal with that. And then, and then yeah, no, literally the first game, he, they scored touchdowns. Yeah. And then everybody was like, dude, what in the world, man? This guy is like... He's crazy, and and he's a sexual assaulter. Right. But even then, sick as it is, you can justify it on the field even more so than this one because it's like, okay, Brady's going for the last title. He needs a receiver. They're desperate. They go, this is a minor league player. You're 10-1. and one. You don't need him. You still yeah. make this move. It is just – and then Don Sweeney did not help things with the, with this press conference yesterday. I mean, here's more of the, uh, the alphabet soup that he's into. Don, it could have been very easy for you to just be like some of these other NHL teams and just say this is, this is just a, a – I, I don't know if it, – it's just hard to touch. So what made you think, just given the, the type of player he is, uh, I imagine that you recognize some remorse – uh, in the player, what made you decide to go forward and say this is this is worth the, the trouble, so to speak? Well, no, you couldn't be more uh, accurate in the sense that uh, walking away um, would have been a much easier decision in this regard. A little less about hockey, as as we all like to make our hockey decisions and what might be best for the organization. Um, this was uh, a lot more in depth, um, and I think Mitchell understands the gravity of of the. decision decision uh, that each and every one of the individuals but collectively most important the organization is, has made um, to allow him to move forward with his professional career and, and his personal development and we're going to be uh, we're now going to support and push and, uh, and stretch a young man that uh, you know at 14 years old in the 8th grade made a, uh, a very immature, misguided and uh, irrepresentable you know, act um, and uh, but you're right. It, it, the easier decision would be to to walk away. I mean, what was that? That that was that was just that was squirming. Also, somebody on the text line, great point. Aaron Hernandez is the oh, worst well. signing because because yeah, you think about that, right? He gets signed to the extension. He never played a down under that extension. Yeah, but I'm hoping that the full extent of the off field behavior was unknown at the time of the signing, unlike this one and Hainsworth and others. Yeah, six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. It is Kenny Curtis. No Curtis today. I'm Ken Laird. Kyrie Thompson is in. Patriots beat reporter Chuck and Andover next up on the phone lines. Hi, Chuck. 
Yeah, I just think it's terrible about how everyone's making themselves feel good saying, you know, I didn't do this when I was 14 and I didn't do that when I was 14. And I think of all the wretched adult behavior in professional sports that just gets, you know, it gets punished, but then the person's back and no one says a stinking word. The comment you made earlier about his level of skill. So if he was Wayne Gretzky, this would be okay, I guess because he could play, but as soon as he knows he can't play, he's going to get cut, which is the way it is in the NHL. If you can't play, you're gone. I will just leave you with this. Craig McTavish killed the person, drunk driving, and he played after serving. You'll be the first people to say people who get out of prison need a chance. They need a chance. They need a chance. And this kid at 14 years old does this, and you're going to say he should never, ever work again anywhere, except I guess as a clerk at Target. Well, but why would that. Target have him? Uh, why would Target have him? Uh, they need talent. They need young talent in the minor <laughs> league system at Target. Um, uh, you know, I, I think you're going overboard there. I think, the again, it's... If you, somebody comes out of prison, they're rehabilitated, in theory. In this case, there was court-mandated apology. I just, I, I see nothing where the kid has made an effort to make amends, to, to legitimately apologize, and then the Bruins basically lied about it by saying he reached out, we reached out, it was, uh, you know. Yeah, and, and I mean, look, the, the point about, yes, there are, there's a lot, there are a lot of bad people in professional sports. That is, that is absolutely true. <laughs> Should we add more? Let's add more. Well, we may. Uh, will the Bruins stick with Mitchell Miller? The entry-level contract signed yesterday. 617-779-7937. We'll ask our Bruins beat writer, uh, Scott McLaughlin, next here on Kenneth Curtis. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Type that into your app search, then download. This is Ken and Curtis on W-E-E-I. A lot of reactions since this story broke yesterday. Uh, Merloni Fourier Mego had uh, banked lines from two to six yesterday, and uh, everyone wants to weigh in on the Bruins signing Mitchell Miller to the entry-level contract. Well, uh, somebody on the text line says, with the public uh, backlash, this guy will be gone by midweek. I kind of think that way as well. Mm-hmm. I don't think Don Sweeney had enough conviction from what I heard in that <laughs> press conference that he's going to stand behind him at any cost. I could be wrong. I mean, the fact that they considered it for 10 days and then still decided to go ahead with it, I guess, speaks to the fact that they're willing to withstand some backlash, Kyrie Thompson. But uh, I'm skeptical. I, th- I think this is going to be bigger than they expected. I mean, yeah, I, I think. Uh, but again, I-, I feel like the fact that they have been in on this at all, the fact that they convinced themselves, despite all the hemming and hawing. The damage the- is done already. Yeah, in in a way, and I feel like they are going to give him a, a, a chance to you know let it die down and and perform and see how it goes, because again, I, I feel like the only way for you to not know this was coming is to be dumb, like or 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 just, or just not care, or as you said, to be just completely oblivious. insulated. Yes, yeah, insulated to be, and oblivious. To, yeah. To, yeah, to be in a bubble, and and I would just like to think that they are not that foolish to think that nothing was going to happen so i'm operating under that assumption and so i think they're going to give him some time to do his thing and if he you know shows his talent and and whatever then he'll he'll be around past this week all right scott mclaughlin on the harbor one hotline who's our bruins writer uh, for wei.com and hosts the skate pod skate podcast on odyssey 
Scott, how are you? You were in on the Zoom with Don Sweeney yesterday. Do you think they're going to ride this out? Yeah, thanks for having me, Ken. Uh, it's a great question because obviously they knew there was going to be a significant amount of backlash. They knew there were fans that were going to be unhappy. They knew they were going to get ripped in the media. But, you know, I do wonder if it's even above and beyond what they were expecting. I mean, it's been really overwhelming to the point where they they had heard from enough season ticket holders, not necessarily canceling season tickets, but just expressing frustration uh, and, and being upset about the signing that uh, at some point yesterday, they started sending back like an automated email response because they're just so overwhelmed with uh, the amount of people reaching out. Oh God. So, what, was, what was the automated email response? <laughs> We're out of the office or uh, Oh. No, it was um, it was like one of those like due to overwhelming demand, our response time may be delayed type thing. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. So like, so that's not that's not great. I'm sure the people working on that side uh, didn't had a pretty miserable Friday afternoon. But um, yeah, I mean, so obviously Don Swing and the Bruins knew that you know some of this was coming, but. Do they expect this much? Are they, you know, are they second guessing themselves? Are they considering just just cutting ties? Um, because you know, as you guys are just talking about, like, the other option is you just ride it out. You have them practice in Providence. You have them start playing games at some point, and hope you know not necessarily that people forget about it, but that some of this anger and outrage dies down, and you know, and and maybe you actually get a chance to see what he has and, and see how how he's doing and how he fits in and all that. But, uh, yeah, it, it's it's certainly pretty hot for them right now. And so is there any precedent from your standpoint for a decision like this within the, the Bruins organization where we might have a clue as to whether the Bruins will, will give him that time despite – the backlash and just kind of let it die down? Because I feel like we see that in a lot of other sports. Do you have any indication of whether or not they would, they'll be patient enough to let that unfold here? You know, we, we don't really know because the Bruins haven't really done anything like this. Uh, you know, they've taken really from the moment that they signed the Dana Chow way back in 2006, you know, a huge part of that signing was he came in as captain. They were changing the culture like it, it was a you know kind of a complete overhaul from where they were in, in the mid 2000s and since then like that's been something they've really prided themselves on is you know not only are we going to get good hockey players but we're bringing in good people and they have to fit our culture they have to fit what we do and you heard this from Patrice Bergeron in an interview he did with Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet on Friday um Sportsnet shared the clip we have it posted up on the website that uh you know Bergeron had those doubts like he said you know his first thought was that this kind of goes against our culture as a team um so no no we don't really know like you know if they're if they have whatever you want to call it the you know the nerve the backbone whatever to to ride it out because we just haven't seen them uh bring in players with with Pass like like Mitchell Miller's Scott McLaughlin, our guest on the Harbor One Hotline. Is Sweeney desperate? Is is this a, a reaction to you know poor drafting and development in the minors, or is he sheltered, or what led to this? Do you think? 
I don't know. It's it's a great question. Like it it seems like such such an unnecessary move. Even yeah, I mean you can look at it and say, okay, well they don't have you know great defense prospects or whatever, but like that's not that's not a reason to go out and and do something like this. That you know, so like there has to be more. I don't think that they have some grand expectations of you know Mitchell Miller is going to be like a top pairing defenseman in the next Charlie McAvoy. Like I, I don't really think anyone anticipates him being that kind of player. So it's not even like you can look at it and say, well, hey, you know, we're going to take a chance on a player with star potential and, you know, maybe ride this out. He, he Now, at the time he was drafted, there were people who thought he was potentially a first-round talent, and obviously he dropped to the fourth round, and a big part of that was that, people at that time knew that there was something like this. There had been some sort of incident. Um, I don't think everyone knew all the details. A bunch of teams had taken him off their draft boards entirely, including the Bruins. Uh, Don Sweeney said that yesterday that at the time he was drafted in 2020, they didn't know enough. They weren't comfortable enough with the situation. So he wasn't even on that draft board. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, you know, like what they do now or, or why they decided to do this is, is very confusing because there there have been so many positive vibes. Everything has been positive. And now you do this and it's like, it really does put a cloud over this, over the season, over this 10 and one start. And now, you know, you have Bergeron out there answering questions about on Sportsnet. Obviously he's not going to be the only player asked about it. And it just doesn't seem like a distraction that anyone really would have wanted. So obviously they, they must think that there's enough talent there to outweigh that, but it, it really seems like kind of an unforced error. Yeah. I mean, good point. Distraction to the point where if the Bruins don't win a cup this year, some people will look back and say, well, you dropped a grenade into the dressing room, you know, at a, after a 10 and one start. I mean, this it, it, talk about high risk signing for Don Sweeney. Unbelievable. Yeah, I think, you know, by the time we get to later in the season, you would assume that things will settle in one way or another. But, it, you know, it will be interesting, like, if they if they go on a little bit of a losing streak or start to stumble right now, like, it would certainly be – maybe that would just happen anyways because the 10-1 and one starts unsustainable. But there will certainly be questions of, like, is this what did it? Did, you know, did this kind of throw something in, into the middle of – of a good thing. And now guys are, you know, looking around wondering, Hey, what are we doing? You know, why do I have to answer questions about this and get some off their game? Yeah. All right, Scott, good Intel. Good info and great job yesterday with the audio. We appreciate it. And uh, I'm sure there'll be a skate podcast on this coming shortly. Yes. Skate pod dropping uh, tomorrow morning. All right. right. Scott, Have a good weekend. All right. Thanks guys. Scott McLaughlin, the new czar of WEI.com and Kyrie Thompson's boss. Yes, indeed. Thanks Thank a lot, Scott. Um, just one one quick thing. Some I just look over the text chat. So like, <laughs> what he did was disgusting, but take race out of it. No, <laughs> oh, no, I'm not going to take race out of it. Well, you know I, why? I because he's actually he, he's saying racist things. So no, not going to do that. Well, I think that's part of it. I think some people have not read all the details of the not an incident, a repeated pattern of behavior over many many years. Really, right, going back to. Elementary school. Yes. You were really, really trying to act like it was it was just one thing that happened. Okay, it's the one thing you heard about, you know, 
But you got to read. You got to read the rest of the stuff, man. I'm sorry. All right, a lot yeah. of reaction. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Kyrie's here for another hour. And then Andy Hart joins us. Kyrie will also at some point talk Pats and Colts. Are really? We are forced to get in. Yes, contractually. At least uh, five <laughs> minutes of Patriots talk. You worked all week. God, at least you could do is like. Read, yeah. us, read us your notes from Wednesday or something. Yeah, seriously. Who's who? Like I like I I, I talk I talk to Colts people for God's sake. Where's the Bailey like, Zappy drama? Damn it! Hey, basically the the Patriots are going to be playing Bailey Zappy this weekend for all intents and purposes. Mm. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.